Welcome to Shakti's podcast. At Shakti Health and Wellness Center, we practice medicine which deeply values the importance of relationship between doctor and patient. Our integrative medicine approach focuses on the whole person, is informed by evidence-based medicine, and makes use of integrative therapies to help you reach your optimal health and healing. We will stress the importance of prevention of illness as well as treating symptoms. In our podcast, we'll be covering topics in health, wellness, and fitness. Our goals are to empower you with knowledge to take charge of your health and live a healthier lifestyle. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Uh, thanks for listening. We are with a very special guest today, uh, Dr. Vinay Hasmani. He is a non-invasive cardiologist at Hasmani Cardiology and the medical director for the Ornish Intensive Cardiac Rehab uh, program, both located in Newark, Delaware. Thank you, Vinay, uh, for coming and spending this time with us. Uh, Jyoti, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a good break from my day. That's great. Let me just tell them more about how incredible your resume and CV is and also all the things that you do. Um, you've been in practice for 10 years and you hold a board certification in internal medicine, cardiology, and echo cardiography. Uh, you have an interest in cardiovascular prevention, and um, you've done a master's degree in public health promotion and disease prevention at the George Washington University School of Public Health. And uh, what's really exciting is you're a managing partner at the Masala, Masala Hospitality Group, and you're developing Ross, which is an Indian fusion pan-Asian restaurant in Lewis, Delaware. So we have to spend some time talking about that as well today. Um, so this is, it's an exciting opportunity, I think, and also a way to bring um, cultures together. So that's really interesting. Uh, yes, definitely. I always um, love to talk about Ross. Uh, we can get to that. Um, where would you like to start today? So I am, you know, having a cardiologist on is, is very, very exciting during this time because, you know, a lot of people know uh, with the coronavirus, uh, some of the hardest hit patients are the ones with cardiovascular illness and predisposition, including uh, hypertension. So um, if, I just wanted to know if you could speak about that risk and, and how are you counseling your patients to um, help with you know prevention as well as if they do get the virus, what are the things that you're telling them? I think it's a very interesting question. I mean, we're, there's a lot of uh, focus on the news about how coronavirus can affect the body, different organ systems, the lung, the heart. And a lot of what we're doing um, may not be as glamorous because we don't have a lot of COVID patients um, in my area correct, currently in the hospital. But uh, we're doing a lot about um, cardiovascular prevention. You know, how do we keep healthy during this time? Um, so we, you know, hypertension is a big risk for cardiovascular disease. And, um, you know, one of the things we wanted, we're trying to do as a primarily outpatient cardiologist is to keep pe people healthy so they don't have to go to the hospital because that takes up resources that may expose them to the virus. We're not saying don't go to the hospital if you need to. Um, but one of the big challenges that we're actually having is, is diet. Um, when I talk about hypertension and someone's in homeostasis and their blood pressure is going really well, they stop checking their blood pressure. They kind of relax on their eating habits. But I tell my patients, whenever you travel somewhere, whenever you change your environment, you change a diet, you go from plant-based to Mediterranean or keto, you have to keep track of your blood pressure. So I think number one is I always try to tell patients to know their numbers. Mm -hmm. um, just because we're stuck at home, 
um, with the pandemic doesn't mean we should stop our normal routine. So mm-hmm. one, one, is, one is knowing your numbers. Um, I think number two, uh, some of us are cooking more at home and we're actually becoming healthier because we're not eating out. Right. So I'm actually seeing people who are going the opposite direction who have high blood pressure and their, their blood pressure is actually going low. Wow. Because they're, they're eating out less. So we always focus on high blood pressure with hypertension patients, but hypertension patients, if they're on medicines and they're eating lunch meats and they're eating out for lunch, their blood pressure may be 120 with that homeostasis. But if they are quarantined at home and they're eating more fruits and more vegetables and they're walking more, they're dusting off that treadmill, the blood pressure may go low. So that's where I come back to, you know, know your numbers. So that's um, great. It's kind of like that silver lining that's going on with us. You know, it's one of the ways to look at the good things that are happening. So slowing down, the maybe having more time to cook at home, as well as maybe just more relaxation is helping their cardiovascular system. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, I, I've been telling all my patients two things, um, you know, to get through this pandemic, we all have a skill set and we have to do what we do best and do it to the best of our ability to pull through as a society. And then second of all, we should do, I'm challenging my patients to learn something new, do something new, add something small to better your life, somebody else's life, you know, learn a skill, um, organize your garage, tackle a project, focus on time management. And I think those types of things to better ourselves are also distraction from the news. And Mm -hmm. I think that also, you know, that personal betterment, you know, you're not going to get this time back where we're sitting at home, you know, potentially not doing a whole lot. But I believe that also helps your blood pressure. So that's another thing that we focus on. Yeah, um, that's great. And, and we're talking about foods. And I think, you know, really, and, you know, we all have to watch the budget. Um, so we know that going to the grocery store is a little bit uh, is cheaper than eating out. So we all need to conserve money. So I'm trying to encourage people to use some of the delivery services and things like that. You know, fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables are, are still available. I'm trying to increase your fruit and vegetable intake. Um, so those things will really, um, help your blood pressure. I know you've probably talked about plant-based diets and plant-based diets as we know, really help blood pressure and blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really trying to focus on that. Um, a couple other things, you know, for hypertension is we're really focusing on breathing, um, trying to get people to do four, seven, eight breathing, which you actually taught me, um, any type of mindfulness or yoga apps, um, you know, those all help blood pressure, um, and and it also combats some of the stress that we're all having. You know, being cooped up with family, being cooped up with the kids. So I'm trying to make sure everybody everybody breathes um, to keep their their blood pressure down. Yeah, and also maybe now that the weather's getting nicer, to go outside, spend some time in the sun. I mean, we still, even though it's a stay home order, we can go out and go for a walk and stay in our backyard and run around and maybe jog or doing something to burn off some steam, right? So stay home does not mean don't go outside. Exactly. And we even are sickest of the sick of our cardiac patients. We are encouraging them. If they're a little bit reticent to walk up and down the street with a mask, well, you know, why don't you walk up and down your driveway, walk around your house, your apartment complex. So I think definitely getting people outside. And, and, And I think the one thing we have to remember is anytime you deviate, you know, uh, from norm, you know, things are going to change and those things are going to affect your blood pressure. They're going to affect your heart. So trying to, you know, be supportive of our patients and encouraging them to get some type of routine back. 
Um, so have on the lines of blood pressure, I also wanted to just touch on all the news about the ACE inhibitors and the ARBs. And, you know, initially there was a lot of back and forth, but I think it's pretty safe to say that being on blood pressure medicine does not put you at increased risk. Um, at least these, this class of blood pressure drug does not put you at increased risk for worse outcomes. That's correct. Initially, when we heard the reports and didn't re- read them, we got a little bit worried. Uh, I attended a webinar with the American College of Cardiology and the Chinese Association of Cardiologists, and, and they early on, and they touched base on this, and they actually said that the ACE inhibitors or the angiotensin receptor blockers, you know, the common drugs like lisinopril, captopril, losartan, valsartan, actually should be continued because they're cardioprotective. Um, right. So there, there was some theory with um, the receptors in the lungs and the receptors that these blood pressure medications work on that that may encourage the virus to attack our lungs. And the, the cardiologists who've been really treating these patients overseas are saying that that's found not to be true. Mm. It was a theoretical risk. And the Chinese cardiologists were actually saying that they were encouraging the use of ACE inhibitors and angiotensin receptor blockers because they are cardioprotective to the heart, because unfortunately, um, there can be some cardiovascular manifestations on the heart um, of the virus from a negative standpoint of view. So there, the American College of Cardiology, American Heart Association, and the Heart Failure Society of America have put out a consensus statement and saying that they've also reviewed the data. So the smartest uh, people in our fields have reviewed the data, and they're saying that there is no good evidence to stop these medications. And again, they're cardioprotective. Yeah, that's, so, really, that's really reassuring because it's a huge class of drug that so many people are on. Um, and so summarizing some of the stuff that you're telling your patients is really, you know, get to know your health, your numbers, you know, be proactive, you, you eat better, you know, walk, get outside, do some exercise, relax, breathe, um, and also probably sleeping, pr- promoting sleep and restorative sleep. So basically what you're saying is, you know, protect your immune system because all of those things come back to reinforcing our immunity, um, which is really the only thing we can do to protect ourselves, right? So um, I think, uh, how are your patients taking it and, and what kind of results are you seeing? I think most of our patients that we're we're seeing through telemedicine, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we haven't reached out to everybody. I think there's our numbers are down in terms of people who want to talk to us on the phone or telemedicine. So we're still trying to reach out. But most of our patients, I think, are taking things well uh, here in Delaware. I, I, like I like we mentioned about uh, challenging yourself to do something new. I find a lot of our patients are taking it in stride. A lot of people are feeling like it's their duty to stay home. Um, and check, you know, check on their neighbors through technology or the phone. So I think people are doing a, a good job. And, um, and you're right. I mean, doing a lot of these restorative things will keep your blood pressure down, will keep your diabetes down. Um, so that, that makes a difference on the, on the heart. And, um, you know, in terms of the other things that we're talking about is, you know, cardiologists deal with a lot of chest pain. So if you have chest pain, um, a lot of times we advise you go to the emergency room some people are get anxiety about going to the emergency room. They don't want to use resources. At the same time, um, you know, we don't want patients not to go to the emergency room. So I think that's an important message. We're talking about what we can do to prevent right. strain on the heart. But at the same time, if you're having a symptom, call your doctor, call 911, go to the hospital. And, and, and unfortunately, we're finding that 
the rate of um, admissions or visits to the hospital for heart-related things has decreased. And we don't think that heart-related uh, disease is actually decreasing. We're thinking that patients are avoiding the hospital. And we are seeing patients who are not coming to the hospital in time. So they have more heart muscle damage. They're telling us that their pain started a couple of weeks ago. So I think the mm -hmm. message is we should still go to the hospital. Um, so on, on one end, I'm a, kind of a conflicting message. I'm telling my patients, I need you to do these things so you don't end up in the hospital and we protect your health and we don't use unnecessary resources or take tests away from the sick people. But on the flip side, I'm telling them, you know, you got to listen to your body and you have to go. So I'm trying to give them the tools so they don't flare up their heart disease or develop heart disease, or they don't get nonspecific complaints that could be attributed to heart disease. And at the same time, I'm telling them, hey, if you have a real symptom, you have to go. Um, and we're finding across the country, the rate of admissions at many hospitals for heart-related issues um, are down. So I don't know whether people are taking care of themselves more, are they eating better, are they not exerting themselves so they don't know they have heart disease. Um, but we definitely have to listen to our body. And I, I would say from the couple of patients of mine have gone to the hospital here in Delaware, they've been impressed that they've been segregated because they don't have COVID-like symptoms. Um, and they, they, they felt safe when they went to the hospital. Yeah, and I think that this is the time where patients really need to lean on maybe the guidance from the providers. So, you know, calling or getting in contact with the office maybe to, if they're on the fence about something, right, because people want to, they're nervous about going to the ER, they don't want to get coronavirus, but they're having this discomfort feeling um, they're not sure what to do. And sometimes the what, what happens is they do nothing. And maybe the answer is call your provider and have them guide you uh, as opposed to making that decision. Because, you know, sometimes it's better to take that risk and go into the hospital to get evaluated. Uh, because like you said, we don't think that the actual incidence is going down that dramatically. I think people are just not going in and getting evaluated. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I mean, our office door is closed. It's locked, so to speak. But we're, cardiovascular care has to continue, so we are letting, we do have some patients coming in to get some ultrasounds or EKGs that they have to have. Yeah. We're, we're, the routine care is kind of decreased, and we're having patients come in spaced an hour apart, so they're not crossing each other's paths, so we can clean the office. And we've had patients come in for EKGs. Um, we've have, we have sent patients to the ER, so doctor's offices are taking precautions. Um, another interesting phenomenon I kind of noticed is a lot of people are you know, working from home. So there's a lot more ergonomic strain, eye strain. A lot of people are having yeah. neck pain and back pain. Yeah. And sometimes, as you know, neck pain can radiate to the chest. So now they're calling with some chest pain and neck pain. Is that coronary disease? Right. Um, people are having headaches. Is that because your blood pressure is up or is that eye strain? So there's a lot of things that are happening because of this pandemic that you don't see as much of. I and mean, we see people with neck pain and back pain because they're on the computer, but we're yeah. seeing a lot more of that. And now people are calling our office and not knowing, do we go to the ER? What do we do? And a lot of that you can triage on a video call by having someone manipulate their neck or turn their neck. Um, so one thing we're trying to focus on is, you know, making sure that your workplace is optimized and you're standing up every hour and walking around, um, you know, you're every, you know, every 20 minutes, you look away 20 feet for 20 seconds, which my wife, who's an eye doctor, always recommends reduce the eye strain. So trying to avoid things that will give you symptoms and then make you wonder whether you need to go to the doctor or not. We're trying to focus on that as well.
Those are great tips. And I think some of the blue light filter glasses that, that can also help um, minimize oh, that's interesting. that. Okay. And also um, keeping, you know, the brightness down um, because even in my own home, two of my three kids have new onset headaches. They never had headaches before. Now it's because they're staring at their screen so much. Um, so it is, it is definitely new, new pathologies are, you know, coming up, um, because of this. So yeah, those are great tips. And, um, Vinay, what other, um, what else is going on with the, with the restaurant, the, the Ross restaurant? Tell us about that. So, uh, we, we have a restaurant named Ross, it means celebration in Lewis, Delaware, and it's an Indian fusion Pan-Asian restaurant. And uh, as you can imagine, um, uh, that industry has taken a very huge hit. Um, and we're, we're essentially at Lewis, Delaware. Uh, we like to think of this kind of Washington, D.C. and Maryland's kind of summer playground. And things are pretty much shut down. The, the, the governor is keeping out-of-state tags from coming. So you can imagine that the volume is quite down. Uh, so the restaurant is... Um, we decided to stay open and uh, do do delivery and takeout. Um, you know, after querying some of our local customers, people didn't want us to close, so we're finding a way to continue and um, and and do what the team down there does does best. Like I mentioned before, we all have to do what we do best. So our chef um, partner is doing what he does best in crisis, and he's cooking. And and again, he's trying to focus on some some healthy food and. As you probably know, Indian food can be can be very healthy. Um, when we started this venture out, I, I think you would agree too that uh, when it comes to Indian food, it's probably your mom's cooking or your own cooking that's the best because Indian food can be made very healthy. Uh, whether you're vegetarian or non-vegetarian, uh, there's a lot of options. And one of the things we wanted to get into with um, our Indian fusion Pan-Asian restaurant was getting into some Indian spices. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of, some of my, uh, Indian spice knowledge has actually come from you because I know you do a great lecture on, uh, spices, but, um, you know, one of the conversations the other day when we were on the radio was talking about turmeric and how turmeric is used in a lot of Indian cooking. And a lot of our uh, clients are asking for more and more. It helps with inflammation. Um, so a lot of people are getting some good results for aches and pains when, now that they're stiff and sitting at their desk. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think you have to use spices with a little caution and as you could probably tell me more, but, uh, as a cardiologist, we put a lot of people on blood thinner. So if somebody's taking turmeric supplements or eating a lot at my restaurant, I need to know about it because turmeric can thin the blood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about balance. So, but yeah, usually if you cook with it, it's not going to be much of a problem. It's when you're taking excess through capsules or you're putting teaspoons of it in your water, um, the kind of good and bad about turmeric is it's hard to absorb. So you can't really overdose with cooking. Um, so I think that's, that's always a safe, safe way to get it in you. Um, so the other thing that, um, that I wanted you to just talk about today is that your, your, your chef is pretty amazing and he's, um, really been uh, all around the world and, um, he's a five-star chef. And I just wanted you to talk about his, um, that the restaurant you guys have is, is spectacular. So, um, just speak about him a little bit too. Yeah. Chef, uh, chef Gigi is a very interesting and dynamic character. I know you met him when we did our uh, medical mission to India. Um, so chef Gigi is, um, a, a classically trained chef. He went to culinary school in India 
And um, he actually, I think, has a degree in biology as well. So he's got the bachelor's degree in biology and one in culinary arts. And he started his career at the Taj, um, Taj Resorts hotel chain in India, which is a, a five-star hotel chain and that's very up on customer service. And um, their their motto, I think, is dare to be different. And, and they basically feel the guest is God, kind of an Indian type concept. So very good on, on hospitality, very good on focusing on the guest needs, what are the guest wants. Um, probably not appropriate for your show, but Chef tells me that um, when he first trained, you know, 25 years ago, um, when people were smoking in restaurants, and that's all been you know, banned and uh, we're not promoting that, but he said that the guests would uh, reach into their pocket, would put their hand in their pocket and they would have to learn, does that guest smoke or not? And uh, suddenly appear at a table with a lighter. Um, so those types of things, or, uh, yeah. you know, when I, when I went to India last time, um, as soon as I sat down on my second trip to one of chef's hotels a year later, they knew that I don't drink coffee in the morning. They brought me orange juice instead. Wow. Uh, so, so they, they really have this foresight and uh, chef also trained in the Caribbean in Grenada and St. Lucia. So he's a lot of Caribbean influence and he's uh, worked at multiple different uh, beach resorts in India, palace hotels, um, and really has a wide breadth of, of cooking knowledge from American continental to Indian and Pan-Asian, um, French, Italian. Uh, so very well versed. It, it's almost, um, it's, it's very interesting. He really matches. Uh, it's almost like being an interior decorator or designer or architect. He can really match his food to the client. Um, and, and, and one thing that's really interesting right now with our low level of staff at the restaurant, um, chef's actually the one answering the phone. And, it, and it's really neat to hear him quiz the guest. Do you like sweet spice or chili spice? Are uh, you chicken or your fish? Are you non-vegetarian? And he really will quiz you first and then he'll take your order. That's awesome. So I'm, you're, it's really frustrating that the uh, ho- that your governor is not letting out-of-state license plates come through, uh, at least from Maryland. It'd be nice to do like takeout at this point from a yeah, great we're, we're doing a lot of takeout. I'm, I'm sure we can arrange a uh, delivery across <laughs> the border to you. I'm sure Chef will take care of you. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, anyway, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, anything else you think our patients or the, the clientele would like to hear about in terms of reducing cardiovascular, I think you did a great job talking about um, some of the activities they can do and, and what else they can um, keep yeah. on top of. Yeah, I, I think a lot of things, uh, two more points maybe, we're really focusing on our patients, you know, do some walking, do some stretching, uh, chair yoga, there's a lot of things on chair yoga, we're having them do a lot of resistance bands um, to keep their heart rate up, to keep their lung function up. You know, some people say, you know, some people are worried about how do I preserve my lung function? God forbid I get COVID. Um, you got to keep your lungs strong. I mean, you say walking, uh, resistance bands, it increases your heart rate, increases your respiratory rate. Um, do a lot of stretching, getting up and moving, breathing exercises, as we talked about. And, um, you know, there, there's some thought with some of these breathing exercises, um, whether it's Indian meditation, 478 breathing, that you can fo- foster nasal nitric oxide, which could be antiviral. And actually that nasal nitric oxide could also aid oxygenation. There's some articles on that. So just trying to have them mindful uh, with breathing, stretching, walking, exercising. Those are great. Um, 
And I, I think that one of the last, one of the things we've been also teaching patients is our Indian Namaste greeting, where we press our, our two hands together. Um, you know, I, I like to shake hands and give people hugs, but um, you know, we may have to keep the social distancing, distancing going. So right. just for a little bit of fun, um, when this COVID started coming about, we were greeting everybody with a Namaste uh, <laughs> greeting with the two so. palms pressed together like you're praying. So now I have all my patients doing that to me on the telemedicine, which has been a little bit of fun. That's fun. So te- teaching, them, teaching them some alternative stuff other than medicine. That's great. Well, thanks, Vinay. That was great. And um, you're welcome. how can people find you and your practice um, uh, in terms so, of... Yeah. Uh, so if anybody wants to find me and uh, look me up, I'm at Hasmani Cardiology dot com h o s sam m mary a ann and nancy e edward cardiology.com and the the restaurant down in lewis if any of your listeners are in lewis this summer is ross lewis.com r a a s sam l e w e s uh, dot com and uh if there might be some of your listeners uh from maryland washington area who are probably already at at the beach in lewis yeah uh, quarantining yeah, that's true. It's a nice place to be. Yep. Um, well, thank you and stay safe. I know you're going into the ICU and you're going into the hospital and um, you are in the front line. So please stay safe. And um, we will. For- you do the same. Okay. Thanks, Vinay. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jesse. Take care. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can follow us over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and drop us some suggestions for future topics and any questions that you might have.